woke up this morning, you dropped to your knees, you prayed to every god you can think of. You said, gods, Zeus, Allah, bring me new, fresh content from the Tennis Podcast. Please, I'll do anything. We're here to deliver. Your prayers have been answered. The Tennis Podcast is back with episode 136, and I am your long-missed host, Nick Amell. Thank Zeus. I'm your sidekick host, Brandon. Brandon, did you enjoy your 4th of July holiday? Yes. Speaking from experience, because it happened in the past, yes, it was Mm -hmm. awesome when aliens invaded and Will Smith saved the world. You've done this joke before. I did? Last 4th of July. Yeah. Been there, done that. Oh, guess that's my go-to. How many uh, children did you yell at to get off your lawn on the 4th of July? Hopefully, I'm not going to be near my lawn for the 4th of July. You must mean next 4th of July mm-hmm. since this one's Hopefully, already. I wasn't okay. at my lawn for the 4th of July. Yeah. Well, anyway, we're back. This is episode 136, our first new episode since early June. If you're new to the show, the way it works is one of us bring a top 10-ish list on whatever topic we choose, uh, and the other person does not know what that list is, and they try to guess in real time along with you, the listener. On that note, Brandon, this is our return episode. You've surely brought us something spectacular, something amazing, something that's going to leave my jaw on the floor. So, it's time to reveal your special top 10 list for the week. That's a lot of pressure on me. And I've actually brought something kind of embarrassing. Very embarrassing. I've brought the 10 most embarrassing moments. In your life? As, <laughs> in just in everyone's life in the world. No, these are the top... The, this was a survey uh, done by Reader's Digest Canada, which I think is right up there with like Guinness Book of World Records when it comes to solid data. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, how much can we trust a fucking Canadian source, right? According to this article, it said they did a survey from down under. So, this makes me think this is a survey of Australian people done by Reader's Digest Canada and then made available on the international wide web. International <laughs> wide web, you know, they should have called it that. However, the world wide web. With one, with the, with one exception, with one of the names of these awkward situations, these are all pretty universal or at least global. I don't know if aliens have different ideas of awkward <laughs> social situations, but these are the top 10 categories of the most awkward, embarrassing social situation as surveyed by uh, folks from quote-unquote down under. In Canada. Let me make sure I understand this though. You're saying that these people were surveyed and in the survey they were like, of these things, what would you find the most embarrassing? Right. Okay. And these are different categories of embarrassing situations, embarrassing behaviors. Embarrassing behaviors. And many of these things are like, if I asked you Tell me one of your most embarrassing moments. They would all fall into one of these categories. Oh, really? There's a, there's a lot of people saying they're embarrassed to be associated with the Sidekick podcast host? There's a category for that. Okay. Well, I appreciate the uniqueness of this top 10-ish list, if nothing else. Damn right. How'd you think of this? I wanted to find out some of your most embarrassing moments and yeah. knew it would make good content to share some of my most embarrassing moments and led me to this list. Okay. Hmm. The most embarrassing moments. The most awkward or embarrassing situations. So, would like making out, <laughs> hmm? getting caught making out with your mother be? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that, I mean, actually, yes, that would fall under dating disasters. Okay. Well, tell, that... tell me, would that be a dating disaster or romantic mishap? That's for sure a romantic mishap. Okay. We're it's gonna... ill-advised. <laughs> Number four on the list. So, this is pretty far up there, although I don't think people were thinking specifically about getting busted, making out with their mother. There's a lot of overlap between these um, categories too. Making out with your father too. Right. That's on here. (laughs) Romantic mishaps with your father is number five. So, number number four is romantic mishaps. The examples given- Making out with your dog. The examples given in Reader's Digest Canada, uh, making out with a moose. (laughs) <laughs> seeing, seeing one's ex with a new partner. Okay. Especially, I guess, if that partner's your mom. <laughs> or a moose. <laughs> well, and you know, that, that in and of itself, okay, I guess it's awkward. I was going to say it's not that embarrassing, but awkward. It okay. is awkward, right. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think embarrassing is, is what I think of in that specific situation. 
Here's another one that's very awkward that I do think is bordering on or maybe fully involved with embarrassment. Saying I love you for the first time and not having the sentiment returned. You know, I read some advice from Will Ferrell years ago that has stuck with me. Mm -hmm. I don't even, he, he wrote it in a blog or something. He said, if your significant other says I love you, and you don't love them back, but you don't want to make things awkward. Just mm-hmm. say, I love you tube real fast. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then you're both satisfied because so then you're not actually saying it and the other person thinks you're saying it. Until like three days. I love you tube. Three days later, you turn around and she's holding a knife in front of you and she says, did you say tube? <laughs> Well, at that point, you have to decide, is it more important to lie and say, no, I said I love you, or is it more important to stick to your guns and sacrifice your life? That's when you pull a tube out from behind your back that you've been carrying around for the last few days just in case (laughs) and start kissing it. Well, I was talking to YouTube like the website. Oh. I love YouTube. Now that... (laughs) See? That's a good... That's better, right? Good, yeah. So, okay. I, we can move on. <laughs> I could think of one like romantic mishap that I thought fell into one of these categories. I was a senior in college. We had a birthday party for a friend of mine. My roommate on purpose invited two girls that I had dated before that I did not want to be at the party. She invited them to make sure they were there when also my new girlfriend was there. Mm. There was a lot of awkwardness and embarrassment flying around. Just to be clear, the girlfriend, one of them was your mother or no? No, my mother wasn't there. Oh, okay. She wasn't there. Okay. Part of why it was so awkward. Yeah, that's awkward. And how did it go? I survived. I'm here now. Well, I mean, did you talk to them? Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> it's. <laughs> okay, so one of the girls was there with like a new boyfriend. Like she had just gone on like a first date with him or something. And they ended up getting married. You know, like still oh, married Oh, okay, now. great. That night they got married? They may have. I don't know, just to yeah, rub it in my sure. face. They did it in the middle of the party. <laughs> That's why it was so embarrassing. <laughs> Instead of looking at the groom when she said, I do, or when she kissed the, the groom. <laughs> she turned and yelled, on screamed you. it at me. <laughs> <laughs> All these kids standing around with solo cups like, what the fuck? <laughs> Maybe I should stop while I'm ahead, but fuck it, I'm going to go for it. You know, another awkward romantic mishap would be, I bet this has happened before. You're at an orgy, let's say. And you look over and... It's your mom or dad. (laughs) Or, you know, it might be dark and you get started already without even knowing who, who it is. A lot of hands flying around. And the light comes on and it's your mom. I'm getting the heebie-jeebies. You're slipping in between, in and out, between (laughs) bodies. Sure. That might be romantic mishap. I think about that scene in Bruno when he goes to an orgy and it's real awkward. Thinking about one of those events. Did I tell you when I saw Bruno in the movie theater, there was a dad who brought like his three daughters (laughs) to it? Yeah, he did tell me that, yeah. Did they like it? They bailed out when his penis turned to the <laughs> screen. It like broke the fourth wall in his, his urethra, yeah. sang along with the music. <laughs> he got up and ushered them out of the theater. <laughs> I mean, that's on you, dad, for not like being at all aware. He didn't, he didn't do any of his homework. <laughs> I wonder if he thought Bruno was like a, you know, uh, flamboyant child's character, you know, kind of like, like a... like Blippy, but with his dick out. Oh, fuck. Well, I think Blippy's... Hasn't Blippy been in some trouble like that before? Has he? Maybe I'm thinking of... You're thinking of Pee Wee Herman? Maybe. I'm getting mixed up. But yeah. fuck Blippy anyway. You know what I hate about Blippy? Sidebar. Mm-hmm. So, Blippy, for those that don't know, really, really simple, like the most basic kid show you could think to of. YouTube. Like an adult thing, right? man. Yeah. Well, he's on like Prime too, but he, I think he may have got big on YouTube. He's an adult that dresses and acts like a child and then like, you know, goes to a park and talks about all the colors at the park and stuff to the camera. And my problem with that show is that fucking guy, Blippi, is a millionaire and there is not a single thing he has done on that show that a fucking homeless man on the street could not do. There is zero talent, there's zero foresight, even the graphic design is terrible on it. He dances 
from one spot to another. Maybe that's the thing. He doesn't just walk. He does. He <laughs> has a unique silly dance for every place he goes. It's a million dollar silly dance. I can't believe someone okay, hasn't well, just, yeah, run in at a full sprint from off frame and just punched him in the <laughs> jaw in the middle of one of those videos. I fucking hate Blippy. <laughs> Listener of the show, though. Thanks for listening, Blip. Uh, Did you say that a dating disaster was number five? Dating disasters is number eight on the list. For some reason, it's ranked lower. Now, a dating disaster is different from a romantic mishap. It seems like a dating disaster is also something that you could just, you would feel embarrassed if you did in front of anybody, whether or not it was a date. The examples listed here are awkward silence on a first date. Or, okay. and spilling food or drink on a partner. So embarrassing. Yes. I, well, I haven't spilled food on someone I was with. One time at a baseball game, I <laughs> spilled an entire <laughs> beer down. I didn't do it on purpose. I spilled an entire beer down some lady's head. <laughs> I got bumped. I was, I was going back to my seat and I wasn't doing anything crazy and I wasn't drunk. I just had a beer and it was super full. And somebody violently bumped my elbow, like comically hard. Could not have hit it any harder or in, the, in a better spot to just douse this woman with almost an entire full beer. And what, what was the reaction? We started dating right then. It wasn't a disaster. <laughs> no, she was horrified and like I thought her boyfriend or husband was going to kick my ass, like rightly so. He had no idea what was going on and I tried my best to calm them down, but... Also, my seats were near them, so (laughs) they eventually left. You're a real fucking asshole. But it was like a packed stadium. I didn't have, like, I couldn't just go to another seat, and I didn't do it on purpose. What am I supposed to do? Offer her the shirt off your back. Undress, give her your clothes, your dry clothes. It'd be great if I was like, ma'am, I wouldn't hesitate to give you the shirt off my back, but it wouldn't fit. Let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, I'm not a beer drinker. So, maybe my perspective is different. You tell me. Whenever I go to like a ball game mm-hmm. and I see someone get a beer, mm-hmm. the beer is always filled to the oh, yeah. absolute brim of the cup to where it's like, it stresses me out just watching people walk around with it. Well, it's, be- <laughs> I mean, it's because there's... <laughs> it's because some rednecks complain about not getting enough beer for their money, right? Well, I mean, it's also because there's like alcoholics that are out there who are like, I didn't get my drops. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that has to be it. They've, they've gotten so many complaints over the years that they just say, okay, fill it all the way to the top. I mean, it would this be the same thing if like every person who went into Kentucky Fried Chicken was like, my little gravy boat was not filled to the brim with brown gravy. <laughs> if they heard it enough times, they would just start packing it where when they put the lid on it, gravy squirted down the sides because it was so full. Oh, baby. Yeah. So, so you, do you not you don't have any dating disasters? Uh, well, let me think. You don't have anything embarrassing that you've done or happened to you on a date. Very few embarrassing things have ever happened to me in my life. I find that hard to. Be I find that extremely hard to believe. <laughs> I'm living. Uh, no, nope. I'm living through one of your most embarrassing things with you right now. What's that? This podcast? Your yeah, your podcast performance. I, I have one. So, when I was 16 or 17, I dated a girl and, you know, we were, we were dating. And one day she came, one day... She, I wish you could see my face. This is why we needed to do a video podcast because you can't hear me, but I know for sure the face I'm making right now or made when you said we were, you know, we were, we were dating. All I did was raise my eyebrows and I know I could have annihilated you and it's unfair that I... What do you want me to say? What I was struggling with is I was trying to say, like, we didn't just, like, go on a date. I was trying to say we were dating. You're going we were steady. A couple. Yeah. But she eventually broke up with me out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And it's, <laughs> it's because I wasn't, go- you know, I wasn't godly enough. I was- <laughs> she felt like... Oh, you because you were a naughty boy. <laughs> I wasn't a good enough Christian boy. I met her at church. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was at a time in my life where I was falling away from the church. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so I got dumped for God. You were falling out of love with God and falling in love with Satan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, does that count? That's kind of embarrassing, right? Yeah, a little bit. I'll take it. Okay. 
So, uh, have you ever been on a date with someone and you fell or tripped or they fell or tripped? Do you, do you have an embarrassing dating disaster from the other side, as in the girl? I have one thing that I don't. <laughs> God. What? Okay, I don't, I'll, tell, I'll tell it and I'll let you be the judge of whether it stays in or not. And I'm not going to say the word that this girl said. I got set up on a blind date once. I met this girl and we were going to go eat somewhere and we had been driving in my car like less than a mile. And she looked over at a car next to us and she said, what are you looking at? N-words. And oh, oh, my God. And I was like, I guess flabbergasted would be the word yeah so i did like i pulled into the left lane and when it was safe i made a u-turn and she when i did the u-turn she said like are you offended by that word and i was like i mean this is a time when i was you know probably at my like internet trolliest and and was embracing you know all the most offensive thing you know things that would like piss off the man or squares or whatever but i was like yeah it's it's beyond. It's a bit much. That's beyond. Uh, so, I just drove her back to her car and that was it. Wow. She didn't even make it like a mile on the car. So, yeah, that's embarrassing on behalf of her and person who said I should go out with her. And I was like, did you know she thought or said things like this? And they were well, also embarrassed. I have a couple things. First of all, when she so she looked out the window at like a stoplight and said, what are you looking at? N-words. Mm -hmm. Right. It was, it was, we were in a moving vehicle. I have no idea. Oh. The people in the car that she was looking at, like, I don't even know that they were looking at us. They were just driving in a car and might have like, as you do, look over out of your window. But why, like, even take the N-word out of it. Say she said dummies or something mm -hmm. instead. Why the like, <laughs> why the like anger there? There's some... I don't know. Also, when she realized you were taking her home, was she annoyed? I was, was taking her mad? back to her car. Uh, no, she seemed to understand it. I think maybe she's one of those people who racism or being like really hateful is such a huge part of her life that she's like, we better do, better do my filter test within the first mile yeah. here. I don't want to get stuck at Red Lobster with this uh, asshole if he doesn't hate the same people I do. Yeah. It's just like you when... You go out on date on people, you need to get it out in the open right away that you love to eat hot dogs over airport trash cans. You need to make that known within the first few minutes. Get it out there. You basically guessed or said one of the other categories of embarrassment on this list. Number seven, embarrassment by proxy, being embarrassed of others. Oh, Just because yes. you're with this person who That's is an embarrassment. One. I think this is the most common one. In fact, this is also, I mean, there's entire like movies and TV shows that are built around the humor of embarrassment by proxy. The office is a lot like that. Right. Examples of this would be your friend or your partner acting stupidly in public or drunken behavior wow. of friends. This one I feel like I've caused more than I have felt it. There's uh, kind of a layer to this, which it, maybe this is what you were saying. But like, you know, the whole dad joke phenomenon, right? Mm -hmm. You say a dad joke aloud to the waiter at a restaurant and the rest of your family is mortified and embarrassed and you're fucking loving it. Yeah. Right? It just, yeah, exactly. Some, it might, the person who's doing the embarrassing behavior in this situation, I think, doesn't know and mm -hmm. or does not care. Another example, going back to the waiter thing, is when you're with someone and that person is extremely rude or confrontational to the waiter. And it makes you want to like shrink down in your chair. Or I think we've talked about this, but like, uh, Ooh, yeah. when you send food back and you're rude about it, mm -hmm. that's like, I can't deal with it. I have to like hide. So that could count toward this as well. If they bring you something that it's not the right thing, it's not what you ordered, but it's something you really like anyway, uh -huh. are you going to like say something and send it back? No, I, you know, I, I will not say something to a fault, <laughs> like at times, like I'm probably too far in the other direction. I've gotten shit for it a couple times, but it's only happened to me a couple times. And I swear every time it's happened, I've been like, what a, this is a nice surprise. Like I always get the same <laughs> old thing, right? Like uh -huh. if I always get a burger and fries and this time they brought me like a burger and mashed potatoes, I might be like, 
I'm going to give this shit a shot. I think maybe you knew better than I did. You're going to give this shit a shot. Oh, yeah. I, I like this too. Maybe I'll have this. Just roll with the punches. But yeah, the people who are like, I mean, it's one thing to say, oh, actually, I ordered the fries, not the uh, mashed potatoes. But yeah, I've been at a dinner before with somebody who like takes it as an opportunity to to pare down the, the waiter. And like flex their uh, like... Customer service, flex yeah. their customer muscle. Yeah. I was at a dinner one time. It was a group. It was probably nine or 10 people. And you know, when you're in a group that big, most, if not all, sit-down restaurants will add a automatic gratuity, right? Mm -hmm. They'll add like 10 or 15. Uh, usually add, add like... Usually like 15 or 20%. I was going to say, yeah. I think the, they usually add at least like 18% or something. Yeah. And that happened. And this guy that was... He was dating a friend and it was his first time meeting the group. He made a huge scene, demanded to see the manager, was yelling, saying, I decide what I tip. No one decides, no one else decides what they tip for me. And like making this huge fucking deal over like probably what came to like a dollar or two difference. Anyway, he didn't last long in the group. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't want to help these people in any way, people who act like that. But, but someone should take them aside and just explain like, you just realize you made a huge ass of yourself for a net $2.50. So... Looking back in time, would you pay someone $2.50 to prevent you from looking like an asshole? You could have done that there. It was the principle to this guy. Anyway, he was an asshole. Good riddance. Be nice to your servers. So, what else? What other situations? What about um, like something physical, like fashion-wise? You know, like your mismatched socks or something stupid like that. Well, you've stumbled ass first. Into number one. That's so stupid that that's number one. Wardrobe malfunctions. Oh, uh, a malfunction now. Okay, now that's a little different than what I was saying. You no, were I mean, thinking, it is the same category. Yeah. Maybe, so yours could have also fallen into the category of looking foolish. <laughs> yeah. But wardrobe malfunction, first thing I think of is Janet Jackson at the, at the Super Bowl, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which okay. was embarrassing for her, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah, number one is wardrobe malfunctions like a zipper left undone or tucking your skirt into your underwear, which I've seen, <laughs> I've seen in a movie a few times as an example of like something that should be mortifying. Would you say toilet paper being tracked on your shoe is an example of a wardrobe malfunction? They put that in movies as something that should be embarrassing, but I don't find that ex uh, embarrassing at all. Like, oh, some jackass left toilet paper on the floor and you accidentally stepped on it. That's not... Well, since we're talking about bathroom embarrassments, there's been some awkward situations in the bathroom. I think we talked about it recently that uh, like head of uh, HR or something at a company me and Brandon worked at would go into the bathroom. He's probably 65 years old and he'd drop his pants to the floor at the urinal. With his bare ass pointing at the sinks. Listen... Fine. It was a fine ass. I've seen worse. I've seen better. But he had no sense of shame. Didn't even like occur to him. Like you could be in the bathroom and he wouldn't even acknowledge like, oh, yeah, my fucking pants are touching the disgusting bathroom floor. But that wouldn't be a wardrobe malfunction because he did that on purpose. No, that was a function. That was, it was performing <laughs> was exactly function. as he wanted it to. <laughs> now, I have a wardrobe malfunction embarrassing story. It's actually my go-to embarrassing story if I'm in a, like if someone asks or if it's in an icebreaker or something. I had an interview once to work in the office for a basketball team, a D-League basketball team, not like an NBA team. A dick league? Yeah, a dick league. <laughs> so, I was excited about it. it, seemed like a fun job and I can't remember who I did the interview with, but I was sitting in his office. Michael Jordan, probably, right? And I thought the interview was going well. And he said, oh, he noticed that the owner of the basketball team, this guy who owned two or three of these basketball teams, he said, oh, the, there's the owner. I'll introduce you to him. This guy, owner guy, walked around and he popped his head in the door to say hello to the guy who was interviewing me. He said, hey, I want you to meet Brandon. He's interviewing for this position. And the owner looked at me, or sitting in the chair across from the oh, desk. I've heard this. Yep. With my legs uh, crossed, like one 
ankle up on my other knee. And he uh, just looked at me and said, your fly is open. <laughs> and I looked down and it was like comically open. <laughs> you know, most of the time a fly is open, it's like a, um, it's like a slit, you know, it's yeah. uh, so, like you could miss it. Yeah. It's the shape mm. of like a pea pod or something or, a, or uh, it's very slender. No, my, this opening was the barn door was open. It was a cavernous opening down to my <laughs> cavernous. Down there to were my bats underwear. roosting in there already. So I zipped up my pants and I did not get that job. While you were telling that story, I was racking my large extensive brain to try to remember if I have like any wardrobe malfunction stories that jump out. I don't that I can think of. But I do have a one by proxy, sort of. I was at a like a house party type thing when I was in high school and we were at our friend's grandpa's house. Very old, like it's like a classic grandpa house. And we were all in the garage playing cards or something. And one of our very large friends went outside to the window looking into the garage mm -hmm. and mooned us, but he, his ass pressed against the window. So, he's mooning us through the window. We all see him, his ass presses against it and the window shatters. Oh, no. <laughs> and, that was, and everyone went from laughing to like looking at the friend whose grandpa's house we were at and he, <laughs> he was fucking pissed. <laughs> Did the butt get sliced by the glass? No, you know, it... Shattering was probably the wrong word. It like it kind of like broke apart. Oh, cracked the glass. Well, it cracked and then fell. Okay, you know, fell away. Yeah. No, I don't remember him getting cut, but dumbass thing to do, I guess. Literally. So I, you know, that's not even a wardrobe malfunction. Now I think about it. Yeah. No, there's nothing close to a wardrobe malfunction. Well, but hey, it... there was a naked ass in the story, so there you go. Insect cells. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Uh, you've knocked off number eight, number seven, number four, number one. What are some other situations okay. that would be embarrassing or awkward? What about misspeaking or like, uh, you know, something to do with a speech or a presentation? Yeah, that one I would put under number two, lost for words. Lost for words, okay. Their examples are kind of tame and specific. I've expanded this, I think, to cover more of what you were talking about. Having no response in a conversation forgetting someone's name, and then I added blanking or freezing while public speaking. Yeah. And then my last note is that I do this shit all the time. It honestly is still embarrassing every fucking time, but I am becoming more numb to it. And I think people are starting to get used to the fact that sometimes like I fucking glitch out like a, <laughs> like a Roomba that has just been running too much and... I'm not, Are you talking about like in work presentations and shit? Uh, like in work or just like I'll be, yeah. I'll be talking to like a friend or family member and in the middle of it I'll be like, I don't remember what the fuck we were talking about. <laughs> well, well, that will probably get better as you get older, right? Or is it the opposite? <laughs> it's, oh, it can only get better, right? <laughs> I do that too. I, you know, Brandon and I are both in jobs where we, you know, have to speak a lot on like conference calls and big meetings and stuff. And that happens to me all the time. You know, you can really bullshit your way through a podcast, but there are times at work where like I start a sentence and in the middle of it, I'm like, oh fuck, I don't know what this sentence is. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's like that Michael Scott thing, right? Nah, anyway, he says some quote about starting sentences without knowing how without they're going to finish. Yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah. I mean, the anxiety for me about public speaking is always before and maybe during. Yeah. But I've never blinked or frozen when public speaking, fortunately. Wait, you have? Oh, you haven't, you're saying? Yeah, I've had the, okay. like, I think that's what most people have is the anxiety around public speaking is that you're going to blink or freeze when most people don't actually do it. And I feel like for the people who do blink or freeze when public speaking, it has to be like unfathomably worse. You know, I think what you said first is true for most people, which is the fear and the anxiety and the lead up to your speech is actually the worst part. Once you're up there doing it live, or at least for me, like once I'm doing it, I can, I'm usually fine. Yeah. But the, the lead up to it is like crippling sometimes. Yeah. The, I, I just realized once I am in the middle of it, I am usually fine. Like I, I'm aware that it's happening and I have some yeah. nerves, but it doesn't, it doesn't like fuck me up. 
Well, the reason it, you do so well once you're speaking is because no one's listening to you. They're looking at your cavernously open fly on your pants the whole time. <laughs> it's moving along with my mouth. They're just imagining that's what's talking. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine? That would be awesome. You know, does this count for loss for words? Maybe it's a different category, but you know, I mentioned Michael Scott a minute ago. There's a scene in the office where he goes on stage at a huge like town hall type meeting mm-hmm. and he says, hello, Vietnam. And nobody laughs and it's crickets. So, what's the category for that? You I know, think like that lack one... Lack of reaction? To me, that one is the most... That one falls under the most general catch-all of what I'm going to say is number five, looking foolish. Which yeah. is like, whether it's something you're wearing, something you're doing, whether it was on purpose or not, it's just feeling like you look and sound stupid or weird or whatever. A big one for me is that when you, when you say something that you think is going to kill the room, you think everyone's going to laugh and nobody does, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the worst. The, well, That's all the, this podcast is. The only example that Reader's Digest Canada gave under Looking Foolish was making an inappropriate joke. Okay. Which I think yeah. inappropriate being like, you know, not correct for the time or inappropriate like it just, it was just... Dirty. No, or no, Too I dirty. mean inappropriate like it just missed. Like, it was not the right group. It wasn't a bad, like a, a naughty joke or an offensive joke. It was just not the right audience, not the right time, and it fell fucking flat. Yeah. We had a friend growing up through, like, high school that was known <laughs> <Yeah>. for... <laughs> I know the type you're talking... I've had that friend at different times, too, who just... <laughs> okay, he just missed more than he hit. But not only that, this friend in particular was famous for saying something, nobody laughing, and then repeating it like a minute mm-hmm. later as if we all, oh, they all just must have missed it the first time I said oh, it. Oh, God. And what, <laughs> sometimes people would be like, we heard you the first time, and then the cringe and awkwardness. Yeah, that you see how was... that bleeds into <laughs> embarrassment by proxy? Yeah. There's a lot of overlap in these. I feel like, I feel like a lot of culture is just embarrassment bouncing around <laughs> off of each other. Yeah. So, one of these I've thought of an example of one of my most embarrassing moments where I feel like I did look stupid and I did get made fun of, although I would say it's not, it's not something I did on purpose, was when you were in grade school, did you have a week of PE where instead of going to the gym, you guys got in a bus and you went to like the pool at the high school and you swam for PE? It's possible, okay. but it's not jumping out to me. Yeah. Well, where I went to school, I don't know, maybe third through sixth grade, something like that. For a week every year, we would get to swim at the high school pool for PE, which also meant you went into the locker room, changed into a swimsuit around the other kids, and then you swam and then whatever. So, if all that stuff wasn't embarrassing enough and I, there's shit that happened to other people in there that is way more embarrassing. For instance, I remember one kid getting chased <laughs> buck naked <laughs> and just whipped <laughs> with the towel on his ass like crazy. Yeah. Did you ever witness a kid get a swirly? Because I've seen that and it's rough. No, I didn't. I didn't know that that really happened. Really? Yeah, I saw a kid get a swirly. It's when... I think everyone knows, but it's when you take someone's head, you put it in the toilet and then flush the toilet <laughs> against their will. <laughs> and I saw that. Yeah, I didn't know that really happened. I, mine pales in comparison to those, uh, but had a really dorky pair of swim trunks. They were red with a rainbow accent on the sides. And it was in sixth grade. I was, it was not cool. No. I was like embarrassed to ask, even embarrassed to ask my parents to like buy me different swim trunks so i just wore them this day i wore them one day and then i told my mom i can't do it anymore and <laughs> they because they had a rainbow on like the side all of these boys were like oh he's, <laughs> he's wearing girls swim trunks <laughs> you fucking idiots girls don't wear trunks dude i remember kids like really searching sometimes to, i remember i wore a hoodie once in probably sixth grade too and it had the number 11 on the front Mm-hmm. As, you know, like almost like a sports jersey, 11. And some kid made fun of me because what happens is you put two ones together and he like made it as if two dicks were bumping heads together. I'm like... That's a reach. <laughs> that is a huge reach. But he'd say it every time I wore it. Well, I'll tell you another thing that the sixth grade Oklahoma boys slung at me were like gay jokes and stuff, which 
as an adult, you know, if somebody came up and said like, hey, you're gay, I'd be like, well, all right, <laughs> you know. Ain't that some Whatever. Shit. Yeah. But yeah, as a sixth grader, it, it hurt. Well, and when you were in sixth grade, people were still getting crucified for being gay, right? I mean, this is 1800 something. <laughs> you say that. It's illegal. You say that, but like fucking. Yeah, I guess it does still happen. Yeah, it does still Depending happen. on where you live. Well, real quick, before we get back to the list, do you remember back in our Pornhub episode? It was like episode, early 100s. It was the top 10 porn searches. Mm -hmm. And you clued me in on a popular phenomenon that I didn't really know about, which is like moms or stepmoms <laughs> getting, getting stuck in the dryer when they're doing laundry. Yeah, or like right? getting stuck <laughs> under the couch or something. Yeah. It's so stupid. And then the, the stepson <laughs> sneaks up behind them and then starts, you know, nailing them from behind while they're stuck. How are you going to explain this to dad? That's a fucking primitive when you say yeah. it. <laughs> well, what if, what if a, a new trend in porno could be someone getting a swirly and while their head's in the toilet getting flushed on, <laughs> and that's when you sneak up behind them and... You know, you say it like it's not been done. I guarantee it's somewhere it's been <laughs> done before. Yeah, they call that the swirl porn. Call that the Wisconsin tattler. <laughs> okay, so I need three, six, nine, ten. Three, six, nine, and ten, right. What about something involving flatulence? You know, there's one under here that I can see how that might fall. It's like getting busted, uh, getting okay. caught. And I think getting caught farting or if there was a stinky <laughs> smell and everyone uh -huh. just knew it was you, you would call that getting caught or getting busted. Some examples Reader's Digest Canada provided were making an excuse for not going somewhere and then getting caught in that lot. Oh, that, that's happened to me. I feel like that's one that would be big for you. What the fuck's that supposed to mean? Because you like, uh, you like hanging out at home and I can see uh, you make an excuse to not go somewhere. Wow. And then somehow getting busted. I mean, you're right, but still I'm pissed at you for saying oh, it. Sorry. Well, of all the ones on this, this is, it's one of the tamer. Being overheard by the person you're gossiping about. Oh, yeah. So, what? you never told me what number this was. Oh, sorry. This was, yeah, getting caught or getting busted is number nine. And I think it should be higher, especially when you find out too. what number three is. <laughs> well, getting caught for talking shit about someone behind their back when they hear you. That's pretty bad. <laughs> or when they find out. That's bad. So, speaking of getting caught, you use the phrase talking shit. Yeah. Now, this is an extreme version of this scenario. It also happened when I was in college, when I was a freshman. It was even within the first month of my freshman year. So, you can imagine how monumentally stupid my brain was. I don't think any of us can imagine that hard. But yeah, <laughs> right. I get your point. So, yeah, take what you know about it now and then apply drunk freshmen in college to it. I was with a big group of friends, both guys and girls, and we had left a party and we were on our way back to the dorms and we're passing by the Delta Upsilon house at the University of Oklahoma. I'm not afraid uh -huh. to put this one out there. Don't cut this shit out because fuck the Delta Upsilon house and fuck whoever this asshole was. And uh, two, of my, two of my friends, girls, went and said they wanted to get their t-shirts from this party from him. So they said, wait for us out here. We'll be inside like 10 minutes. And then we'll leave. And while we're waiting for them, I was very drunk, very stupid. And I had to pee. And so, I went inside and they were like, you're not on the list. <laughs> I was like, I know I'm not on the list. I have to pee very, very bad. And I just want to go in there and do it. And they're like, no, it's not a gas station. Another guy said, hey, you see those bricks over there? Huh? I said, they have a point. That's true. It is their house. It is their house. just go into people's houses and start pissing. But as I tried to, I said, but there are police outside. If I pee outside, the police are going to bust everything. So, it's in all of our best interest for you to let me pee in there. And he said, you see those bricks over there? And I looked down, the floor was like had a brick floor. And I said, yes. And he says, hit him, hit the bricks, get the fuck out of my house. <laughs> Which is a, like a pretty funny like bully dickhead thing to say. So, I went outside and I started talking shit. <laughs> And I don't remember what the yep. shit, I don't remember what the shit was, but the shit was something about how I was going to go inside and pee on their table, the, the table that they were oh, sitting God. at. And I remember the door of their house like <laughs> bursting open <laughs> comically and this 
what I remember to be a very big, muscular guy with a blonde flat top come outside and stand on the porch and go, Who's talking shit? <laughs> and immediately your balls shrunk and to the size of... immediately everyone stops talking. And yes, my balls pull all the way up inside my stomach. <laughs> and he looks around and for a split second, I'm like, Oh, he's going to, you know, he's going to scan the crowd and no one's going to say, Me, I was talking mm-hmm. shit. And he's going to get frustrated and go back inside. And someone must have said it who it was me because he looked at me and he pointed and he said, you, you're talking shit. And I was like, oh, no. And he, next thing I know, he's like right up in my face and people are holding him back and he's screaming at me. And then some, uh, another guy pulled. Anyway, uh, I was fine. Everyone, everyone encouraged me to run away. They said, run away, go down there. <laughs> So I ran, you know, I walked like a block down the street with a couple of friends and I wasn't beaten. Well, going back to our stupid young days, I was in high school and a common pastime my friends and I had would uh, be at nighttime, you would move furniture from people's patios, right? You ever done that? Where like, no, the I idea had, is... I had fun in high school. <laughs> no, I okay, didn't. Well. No, I, I did other <laughs> stupid shit. I didn't do that. So you wake up in the morning and you realize like your your front porch chair is in the neighbor's yard. That's right. supposed to be hilarious to us. Anyway, we were doing that one night. We did it often. And the next morning, a police officer shows up at my front door and turns out, long story short, my friend, one of the friends I was with had dropped his wallet in the front yard of one of these, <laughs> <laughs> one of these houses, never realized it. And so, the people in the morning just woke up, walked out, picked up the wallet, called the police, and then that fucking friend gave the police officer my name. So, <gasps> anyway, we got caught. Nothing happened, but still, like, embarrassing. What'd you do to your friend? Mm, I don't remember. I kicked him in the dick. He's a rat. We're actually still friends to this day. He owes you. But I don't let him take his wallet anywhere. Whenever we go out in public, I hold his wallet. It him. needs to be a front pocket wallet or maybe a wallet on a chain. <laughs> right. Hey, why don't you listen to the Never A Straight Answer podcast? It's the podcast that aims to cover a wide range of topics from conspiracy theories to popular culture and news. I'm your host, Gaz, and joined each week, it's my co-host, Mr. Taylor. Well, hey, we look at strange happenings that go on around your area and a little segment we like to call What's Fucked Up Where You're From? Plus, we cover the big topics like cryptids, the Mothman, Poltergeist, secret Nazi space programs, UFOs, close encounters, glitches in the Matrix, flat earth, time travel, plus so much more. We even have the occasional guest. Also, we've got international news, global affairs, including space. Space and beyond. So why not check out the Never A Straight Answer podcast? We're available on all podcast platforms from iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Or you can visit the website at neverastrayanswer.co.uk. I've been Gaz. I've been Taylor. Peace. Out. Okay, so there's three left. Yeah. And I guarantee you're not going to get number three, and we're both going to be angry about why it's up there. Okay, let's save it then. Let me think for a minute. Let me give you, so there's number six and number ten left. Yeah. One of them is just a very simple very relatable thing that happens to everybody. And the other one is specifically something that could only happen to you at like a party or a social setting. This is probably too specific, but I'm thinking like maybe throwing up on somebody, you know, or breaking someone's shit at a party. Anything like that? No, the party related one isn't anything like that. Although throwing up on someone could be classified as a clumsy catastrophe. (laughs) Which is number it's a hashtag 10. Waiting to happen. Yeah. Clumsy catastrophe is more like, you know, a slip or a trip. Like if you were walking down the aisle, you were the maid of honor at a wedding, and you walked down the aisle and tripped on your dress and fell on your face in front of everyone. They used to put that on America's Funniest Home Videos and people would laugh their <laughs> ass off. I bet if it really <laughs> happened in the middle of a wedding, you would be I guess the point is that it's embarrassing. It would be super embarrassing yeah. to trip and fall down at a wedding. Or to trip and fall down in front of a big group of people. Oh, the other example they gave, a clumsy catastrophe, is also something I think would be embarrassing to happen on a date. This would be a dating disaster also. 
dropping food on your chest while eating, which is something that happens to me, I feel like, about once a week. Well, kind of similar, but what happens to me like once a week is I'm laying down in bed with my phone raised up in the air and I'll drop it on my face. That but, one I don't do. I don't, I don't ever do But then there's no position. one around to see me. So. Right. So, I'm embarrassed and I... I yeah. drop food on my shirt. I have to have been around you. Don't say hot dog mustard or any shit like that. But I have to have been around you at least once where I've dropped mm-hmm. food on my shirt. I do it well, all the time. Well, it's because you're a fucking wild animal. I don't even get that embarrassed about it anymore. You know, I'll be eating something and people will always tell me like to wipe my mouth. You got something on your mouth. And to me, I'm like, yeah, you've done it to me before. And here's my position on that. I know there's something on my mouth, but if I wipe it, then the very next bite, there's going to be it on my mouth again. I'm just going to wait till the end of this thing I'm eating (laughs) and then I'll wipe my mouth. You wait till the end of the meal and see like, (laughs) be growing to your cheeks. (laughs) I mean, obviously, if it's like extreme, you know, I'll wipe it more often. But, you know, if it's just like a little mustard on the corner of my mouth, like, fuck yeah. I'll wipe it when I'm done. I just assumed you were numb around the sides of your mouth from all the years of hot dogs, like violently rubbing against the sides (laughs) of your lips. (laughs) Violently rubbing. Yeah, now they're numb. Yeah, and that could be. Anyway, do you remember uh, we were at a work function, a work event, and it was the end of an event, and you and I were taking something somewhere. And we were in the giant room where the event was was like a conference. I tripped over nothing, like inexplicably tripped, one of those moments. And I knocked over like a bunch of apparatus that these guys were working on. And it was embarrassing. All these union guys were like, oh, fuck, he's dead. (laughs) And then my head was stuck and someone came up behind me and (laughs) fucked me and put it on. (laughs) One of the union guys was like, got to keep working. I'm on the clock. Yeah, you, I love the accent there. You <laughs> fell in uh, slow motion. Yeah, but am I remembering right that like I had no reason to fall? <laughs> I didn't trip over anything. <laughs> the thing that's embarrassing about it is this: it's the thing that like happens to everybody, but most of the time you're lucky and it happens like in your bedroom while you're like about to put your shoes on. It doesn't happen <laughs> <laughs> by a stage or surrounded by like heavy and dangerous <laughs> metal pieces and in front of your uh, boss and co-workers. <laughs> yeah. It was great. It was awesome. Yeah. It made me feel, what's the opposite of embarrassment by proxy? Pride by po- proxy. Well, it was, it was one of those things where, you know, there's 25 people in the room tearing down a conference set and they all stop what they're doing to, to see what this jackass did. <laughs> jackass being me. All right. So, number six then, clumsy catastrophe. Is catchy, first of all. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that, Reader's Digest of Canada. Number uh, six has a catchy name too, but it's a, it's a doozy of a catchy name. Again, it's something that can really only happen like in a, like a party or a social setting, a social event. I don't know. Getting someone's name wrong or... Uh... No, that one we covered under um, lost for words, forgetting someone's name. Tardiness? Like being late, maybe? No. Or... Okay, help me here. Let's say, um, let's say I invite you to a party and I tell you before we go, like, hey, just so you know, like, I don't, or you ask me on the way, hey, do I know anyone at this party? And I think about it for an hour, like, actually, no, you aren't going to know anybody at this party. That's the worst. What's the, you're right. What is the most like awkward or embarrassing thing that could happen once we get there? I'm the only person you know at the party and then we get there. What's like the most embarrassing, awkward thing that could happen then? I don't know. No one knows me? I right. Don't know. No one's talking to you. I just bail and it's a party. Oh, you leave me at a party. Okay. Right. right. Or just no one talking to you at a party. Like if you didn't know anyone else and the host or who you were with left. Yes. This one is That's called, definitely happened to me. <laughs> this one is called, and this is, must be why it came from Down Under by way of Reader's Digest Canada. It's called Nigel No Friends. Nigel No Friends. I'm burning Nigel up with this one. Wasn't that your nickname in high school? But I feel like almost everyone has had the second one happen to them at some point where you're at a party and you mm-hmm. are a guest of someone or whatever. And there's a moment where you're just like standing there by yourself, kind of looking around. I don't know. It doesn't make a story that, that like sticks with you. It usually doesn't last very long. 
It's like, let's go to Seinfeld, for an example. That's what we do here on the show. Uh, There's the episode where George and Jerry are supposed to meet Elaine and Peterman for dinner. And Elaine bails. She can't make it for some reason. So, it's just George and Jerry with Peterman. Mm -hmm. And they don't know Peterman. Jerry makes an excuse and gets the hell out of there. That's right. And doesn't take George with him. And this is the Bosco episode. And George gets stuck with Peterman. They don't know each other. That's awkward. That sort of thing has definitely happened to me. Like, I can't even think of the scenario, but I've definitely been left for like hours with a group of people that I have. And then I killed that person that did that to me. If you're trapped, you feel trapped. Yeah. And you feel unwelcome sometimes. Like, they would prefer you be gone too because they don't know you. But (laughs) Yeah, it sucks. I have also accidentally or maybe just forgotten, mistaken, stupid asshole like boyfriend thing done that to girls i've dated in the past where like brought them somewhere and then like went off and did whatever and then was like oh shit i forgot about them. <laughs> and uh, i've had that yeah like you you're at a gathering with your friends and you mm-hmm. bring a girlfriend with you to like meet them but then you get wrapped up in hanging out with your friends that you kind of were like with. all high-fiving and shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one time i remember like <laughs> being at a party with a bunch of friends and my girlfriend having a great time and going with my friends and we drove somewhere and we were all having a great time and at some point I like on the way back home I remembered like oh yeah I just left my girlfriend there. Oh my god you left? Yeah I just left and when I got back oh my god. she left me a note that said <laughs> all she wrote was fuck you. <laughs> that happened to you? Yeah. You deserve that note. Yeah fuck I did. Fuck you Brandon. I did. So how'd she get home? No, I didn't leave her at a party. The party was at my house, at my apartment. Oh. And I left with my friends. And when I came back home, I guess I assumed she would just hang out there and wait. <laughs> and she didn't. Well, well, if anyone wants to write misogynist pig Brandon hate mail. That's not necessarily misogynistic. I've, if I was it's da- not, but I'm throwing it in there as a bonus. If I was dating a guy, I could have just as easily been a dick to the guy. All right. So, number three. Number three. I can't imagine that you'll ever get this, but I'm going to try and try to help you. This is a mistake you can only make with a woman. Mm. Not because of their attitude. With a woman. No, it's not because of like their, like because of how women are, you know, women be shopping. Mm-hmm. It's not that kind of mistake. Because they have smaller brains than us, something like that. Yeah. Bi- no, it's a biological thing and it's not a smaller brain biological thing. It's a, okay. it has to do with pregnancy. Asking a woman if they're pregnant when they're not? Yes. It's a mis- mistaken baby bump is number three oh, no. on the list. And I don't no, think... that it, is embarrassing. It's no. bad, but I don't think it's... I don't think it's higher than... I don't know. Fucking looking foolish or clumsy catastrophes. I think it's high. I don't know if it's number three, but are you just saying it shouldn't be high because it's not common? Because if it does happen, if you say oh, when are you expecting to a woman and they're not pregnant? I mean, got some egg on your face, mister. You got it deservedly so because, well, first of all, let me get, tell you that the example Reader's Digest Canada gave was congratulating someone on a pregnancy when they're not pregnant. Okay. I don't ever comment. I don't care how obvious it is that is it is a pregnant stomach that I'm looking at. What if it's eight months pregnant? I will never acknowledge it until the woman says something first. Well, there's two sides to it that. It doesn't matter. If the baby's, he- the baby's head starts coming out of her. <laughs> God, talk about awkward. If she's wearing a dress, a sundress, and uh-huh. I look down in between her knees, <laughs> blink, blink, a baby peeks at me. I'm still not saying anything until she admits first <laughs> that she is expecting. In this case, she'd probably say like, oh, fuck, <laughs> I'm delivering a baby. <laughs> The baby's not going to like grab the dress and then lower its head out like a jack-in-the-box and just say, blink, blink, blink. <laughs> but also... It's not going to ask if I'm its mama. <laughs> Listen, I think uh, your intent is admirable in that you don't want to bring it up till they do just to be super safe. But on the flip side, if you're a woman and you're meeting a man or you're seeing a man for the first time in forever, mm-hmm. uh, or it doesn't have to be a man, it could be anybody, and you're clearly like eight or nine months pregnant, Mm-hmm. And they don't ask you anything about the baby? I wouldn't assume baby. I'd say like uh, try to meet in the middle somewhere safe. Like, um, hey, why is your stomach so big? <laughs> <laughs> your body is a very different shape than the last time I saw you. What has happened? Yeah. 
you know, you're right, that's definitely safer. But I think it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't. And this also happened to Kramer on Seinfeld, so we're going to keep the Seinfeld theme going. You can tell him, hey, I see that watermelon. You're just going to say, hey, had a, did you just have a giant meal? That's what mm-hmm. you should say. Ooh, you're going to take a big dump later, aren't you? <laughs> oh, my God. I guess in some ways, you can dump that baby out. I've never mistake, de- like done that. I've never congratulated someone or, or said they were pregnant when they weren't. But I was with my aunt one time at the grocery store when I was a kid when someone asked her when she was due. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? I don't remember, but I had that embarrassment <laughs> by proxy. <laughs> you know, as a kid, she was uh, at the grocery store, she was writing a check, and the cashier was like, Cashier, you could have just shut the fuck up, and everything would have been fine. Nobody wants to hear from you anyway, cashier. And she was trying to kill the like seven seconds while my aunt <laughs> filled out the check for the groceries. And the way she filled it was just wild. <laughs> with her, with a fucking suicide <laughs> mission. <laughs> a fucking wild guess about, about your stomach. <laughs> Let me take a guess about what's going on there. You know, cashier, this would be an instance where the awkward silence of seven seconds is better than, yeah. <laughs> than that. Was your aunt easygoing or would you have expected her to snap back at that? Knowing your aunt. She's pretty funny. She probably said something back. I just don't remember what it was. Well, have a better memory next time, idiot. I'm willing to bet she said something funny back to her. I just don't remember what it was. Probably would have made, made a better story to have that quip tacked on at the end. Yeah. This story's kind of ending with a whimper, as it is. Mm-mm. All right, take us back through the top 10. Most embarrassing or awkward moments? Most embarrassing and awkward moments. Number 10 were clumsy catastrophes. Yeah. Number nine is getting caught. Number eight is dating disasters. Seven was embarrassment by proxy. <laughs> Number six is Nigel no friends. <laughs> yep. Number five is looking foolish. Number four, romantic mishaps. Number three, a mistaken baby bump. Number two was being lost for words. And number one was wardrobe malfunctions. Well, consider me embarrassed by proxy from this list. Good. My work here is done. You know what I'm not embarrassed about? Your butt? <laughs> well, depends on the day, but I'm not embarrassed about our new Twitch channel, Brandon. Do you want to tell the folks at home about it? Sure. I wasn't prepared to, but I'll tell you. I know. Sorry. So, we have a new Twitch channel. We're going to give this a shot. You can check us out at twitch.tv slash tennispod10ishpod each Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central. I'll do a live stream and play something and we can all hang out. I'll try to play something that we can continue week to week. Right now I'm playing Ghost of Tsushima. I have no idea how far in the game I am. I think I'm in Act 3, but I don't know how long it lasts. So we'll play that till it runs out. And then maybe we will start Spider-Man Miles Morales. Or maybe we'll start uh, a whole, maybe I'll re-download Skyrim and we'll start that together. And you can chat live with Brandon and see him get angry at his video games. Do you have a, a date in mind that you're going to start this? Like when's the first one? Do you know? When's this going out? This drops on the 7th. I guess I'll start it then on the 12th. Okay. So on the day this episode drops, Wednesday, July 7th, Brandon's going to do his first live stream this Monday, July 12th. And then every Monday after that, 9 p.m. Eastern at twitch.tv slash tennispod. For real. For real. Well, Brandon, it's getting late. Let's wrap it up with some podcast reviews. The first one comes from Beginning Novelist on Apple Podcasts. They say, Nick and Brandon take top 10 lists to a new level by combining them with guessing and tons of fun facts. Learn about everything from films to pandemics to sports. I laughed and learned a lot. 10 out of 10. Do recommend. Shit, print that up on our, uh, on our website. Oh, I've already got a tattoo of it. Thank you, Beginning Novelist. Hope that novel's going well. The next one comes from Ashby, three E's, on Apple Podcasts. 10 out of 10 would recommend. That's the second, Brandon, that's the second review in a row that said 10 out of 10. So we got a fucking good average so far. The hosts are fantastic and I love the energy. Can't wait to see what you have in store for the future. You rock! Well, you just got a sniff of what we have in store for the future. It smells like Twitch TV. Smells like Twitch.tv. Smells like Twitch spirit, am I right? 
Well, thank you for those reviews. If you want me to read your review on a future episode, you can leave one at Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, or actually on Amazon Music now, I've learned. Leave a review and I'll read it on a future episode. If you want to know what we have coming up this month, uh, next week is my list. And I did a poll on my Twitter, at TheNickAmel. I asked what category of list I should do, and death won. So I have a death-related top 10 list coming your way next week. Sweet. And of course... Keep it I real. Guess that's it. So, yeah, Brandon, keep it real. Anything else you want to say to the listeners, the folks at home? No, I think keep it real uh, sums it up. Yeah. You can check me out on Twitter at uh, Sidekick Host. Yep. And of course, I'm at The Nick Amell. But really, I'm just at a loss for words. And I don't want to be a Nigel No Friends. So I think we should end this clumsy catastrophe now before we get any further. Before we get a mistaken baby bump. <laughs> it's bound to happen. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Thanks.